What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Silly Boy Blue over Zoom video. Silly Boy Blue, a.k.a. Anna, was born and raised in France, on the west side of France, and talks about how she got into music. At 13 years old, she saw a documentary about the Runaways and knew at that point she wanted to be a musician, a rock star, songwriter. She got a guitar at 13 and right away wanted to start writing her own song. She learned a few chords and started to write her own music. At 15, she did her first show. She joined a band playing bass. She talked about a couple other bands she was in. She went away to Paris for university and got a degree in journalism. She was doing journalism alongside uh, touring and writing her own songs. Anna tells us the story about leaving her journalism job to pursue music full-time. She talked to us about her first EP, But You Will, and the success of the song The Fight. We hear about her getting signed to Columbia Records in France, and that happened in the beginning of the pandemic, but it also allowed her to spend that time writing the debut album, which is called Breakup Songs. We hear about that album and all about the new album she just released, which is called Eternal Love. You can watch our interview with Anna on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be amazing if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Silly Boy Blue. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm Adam, and it's so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Um, this is a podcast about you and your journey in music. Yay. <laughs> amazing. Um, is that a kitty cat next to you? Yeah. <laughs> but she really loves to be involved in everything i do especially when i speak out loud she's like it's my moment now so she's gonna maybe speak or something uh awesome i i love it amazing <laughs> so um well first off where were you born and raised uh i was born in uh, not in france so in the west coast of france in 1996 and I was raised there, and then I went to Paris to make my uh, stud to study journalism and everything. Oh, so, awesome! Okay, yeah. so yeah, you 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 were a journalist, and then now you're doing music, right? Is that kind of what yeah, happened? yeah? I used to like uh, work for three years in journalism, and then I started to make music during my work time. And then I realized that I couldn't do both because I was like busy all the time and I didn't have the time to like see my friends and everything. So I just <laughs> sure. started to do just music. Oh, that's amazing. Well, okay. So how did you get into music? Do you come from a musical household at all? No, not, not, mm, that's not like my parents or anything like that. They used to listen to a lot of music, but I, I kind of made my choices by myself. They helped me because they, they, I'm so sorry. She's like, Oh no, no don't apologize. It's like, um, trying to be the center of attention. No, it's all good. And so, uh, yeah, they gave me a guitar 
when I was like 13 because I, I wanted to, I saw this movie about the runaways with Kristen Stewart and everything. Uh, and I was yeah. like, oh, it's going to be so cool. And I'm, I'm so going to get the, the guitar and the, the talent. But I just got the guitar and then I was like, oh, I got to work and I got to sing and everything. So I started to make my own music at like 13 years old, but wow. they didn't like push me because I'm, I'm really glad they didn't because they were like, um, do your own thing and we'll see what happened. And that's mm -hmm. what made me like music, I think. Yeah, they didn't force it upon you or yeah. kind of make you go to lessons or do it. Do, yeah, you, they let you kind of do it on your own. Yeah. And that was nice because that's exactly how I work. So that's awesome. So once you get the guitar and you see this film and you want to be like the runaways and uh, and you said you're writing songs early, like the 13 as well. So you started right off uh, doing that, writing music. Yeah, because um, I discovered that um, learning the chords was really difficult. So I kind of started to play like songs with three chords and everything mm -hmm. but i kind of okay i kind of realized that i was uh, not able to do so many stuffs with my guitar so i started to like oh i like the g chord and i like the the d chord and that's gonna be enough for me and i'm gonna write my own songs and at this time i was kind of uh, not really able to express myself because i was really in a lot of anger and I was a teenager and everything. So mm -hmm. I really needed to speak, but I, I, I didn't have the ways to do it. And that was the perfect timing. So I was like playing and, Oh, I'm going to write this just, just in case. And then I started to write some songs. Oh, wow. And do you start uh, showing people your songs at some point, or was that something uh, that like, would you play out or, or anything like that? Or was this kind of something that you do on your own? I, I was doing it on my own at the very beginning. My, I, I was like asking my mother to come into my bedroom and I was singing in English. So she wouldn't understand what I'm saying. That was really <laughs> nice for me. That was a nice way to like put some boundaries between my thoughts and her and my family and everything. And I was like, please just sit down on my bed and I'm going to take a chair and I'm going to play uh, backwards, you know, so she, oh, she, yeah. she couldn't see, see me. Yeah. And, and I started to play in front of her and then I, I started to have a band with a friend that was a, a bass player and we made our first gig in like um, at 15, I guess it was like in the streets with the things and the thing in France called uh, La Fête de la Musique, which is a, the a big party in the streets where people play music and everything. So it was our first gig and I couldn't like tune my guitar and it was a, a, a huge mess, but it was so nice. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, what made you want to write your songs in English? Like, Why did you choose English instead of writing in French? I, I kind of grew up with, this um all those bands that were singing in english and i used to have a uh, the first thing was i had a teacher an english teacher who was like the best teacher of the world so i really wanted to learn with her mm -hmm. and i started to listen to 
to David Bowie and then to Lady Gaga and then to so many people. And I was like so frustrated because I was like, I know this song is like my song, but I don't even get one word of this song. So I need to learn the things and, and translate and everything to understand what they were saying. And that's kind of how I started to write English. Oh, interesting. That's funny. Yeah, it's interesting. You said David Bowie, because I was going to say, I think uh, there's a song, Silly Boy Blue. Yeah, that's why I took this name. That's, uh, that's awesome. I love that. I was wondering. And then you referenced um, Bowie. So I was like, ah, maybe that's where she took it. That's cool. Yeah, I'm kind of a huge fan. I've got like so many pictures of him behind me. And I'm like, um, he's the. Oh, yeah, the now main... I see on the the. At least I can see the one where he has the blue suit on the other side. Oh yeah, now, now I can see more of them. Yeah, there's yeah. like one here and one here, and I've got like the major Tom thing. Oh, that's right. Here, yeah. but yeah, he's like, I'm. I'm so. I'm so. I thought like two days ago, I was thinking. I'm so sad I won't be able to like see him live ever. And I kind of realized it now because I saw some, I saw Bruce Springsteen last week and I was like, Ooh, I was with my father at this concert and he was so glad to see his teenage idol. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to see mine ever. But anyway, I've got a lot to discover from him. I think he made yeah. so many great things that I'm going to spend a lot of time discovering stuff so it's gonna be great that's amazing well with uh writing in english that takes a whole that takes like songwriting especially if it's not your first language into another level i mean to not only be learning the language but then to write lyrics and then be able to sing those into his because like the words that maybe not rhyme or won't work together in english might work in french like you can't just translate it directly yeah yeah, but it's it's kind of great thing because um, sometimes when I write, I'm like this uh, huge glass of feelings that are like getting over me and everything. And writing in English makes me slow down things and try to think about the words and everything. And also it allows me to put some distance between my thoughts and what I write and it's less uh, angry and less um, fragile and everything. So mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's a great way. And I, I don't know, I don't really know how to express myself like in the real life. So it, it, it has, it's, yeah, it has always been my way to communicate. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. Yeah. I always find that fascinating when people write in a different language because it just seems like it would be so much more not only to write the lyrics, but then have it not, uh, you know, transferred directly. So it's yeah. like you have to kind of restructure everything a little bit more. Yeah, but I, I don't know if other people do the same way, but I'm not kind of translating. I'm not thinking like I'm not thinking in English because I'm not like it's not my main yeah, language native. but yeah. yeah but it's when i start to think what i'm gonna write it's always in english automatically From the beginning. So, yeah oh it's not it's like you not write like, it in french like okay here's this is like the idea this is kind of what i want to say and then let me go back and try to yeah. translate interesting and also also i think you're i i i love your language so much that it's 
kind of uh, it's kind of when you wear a suit when you go to a concert or a party or yeah you put the suit on and you're like okay here's what i'm gonna do now it's like a, a kind of a thing mm-hmm. a, a start from to start something and it's kind of the same as soon as i'm like in front of my paper with my my pen i'm like okay i'm gonna write in english so it's automatically like a switch mm, yeah that's really cool it's really interesting so you are playing in this band of 15 you play the gig at that street festival and do you guys or does your, your band stick around for a while or was it kind of a quick thing and then how do you get decide to go to school for journalism were you always interested in that as well um was I like, was I interested in journalism? Yeah, I, like, well, first, I, I'm asking you too many questions at the same time. Yeah, just tell me, <laughs> tell, tell me from the beginning. I was no, like, no, 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 no. okay, uh, how long did the band stay? Like, how long were you in that band for? Oh, the, the first band I had. Yeah, yeah. or was it there was, another band after that? Yeah, it was like I had a band in, um, in high school and then, then when I was, studying i had another band and then another band so it was like every time it was like two years and then two years and then two years and then i started to do my own thing Mm -hmm. so while i was doing at that time journalism i had uh my 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 scholarship and everything my scholar thing i don't know yeah 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 scholarship oh to the school to the university or something yeah, my university thing was over and I was a journalist and a journalist. Oh, you got your degree. Yeah, that's it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and then I still have some trouble with many words, but oh, anyway. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started to do my own project, so City Boy Blue. And then that's when I started to make music as my main thing in life. But I had like many bands. I had the first one with just one friend. Then I had another one with my ex-boyfriend and his sister. Then I had another one with a friend and many friends. And we, every time I was like choosing uh, the bands because of the music or because of the songs are, and then I, we, and did our tour with my last band. And I was like, mm, I'm going to make something just for me and start to write again and produce my songs. And that's how my project, my solo project was born. Okay, very cool. So in the midst of doing all these things, you were, you got a degree uh, in journalism and then you yeah. were working as a journalist. Yeah. And then, so does there, like what happens or was there a moment or something or a song doing well? Like what was able to shift so you could just do music and kind of decide to put the other thing to the side? It was kind of um, a moment that um, in France, you have like um, five weeks of holidays that you can put anywhere in the year. Mm-hmm. And those five weeks I had like, I took them just to make some gigs. So it was kind of really exhausting. And one day I went to work with my guitar. Then I went to another city to make a, a gig. And then in the morning at like 6 a.m., I went back to work with my guitar and with my clothes and everything. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. And at this time, 
I was thinking that's that music was like the main thing in my life that never changed. Like I, I had different friends. I lived in different cities. I made different jobs and everything, but that was the main thing. And I was always putting in, in the second place. And I was like, maybe this is going to be the first thing in my life because it's the one that never left. Mm -hmm. So I choose this thing. And at the same moment, I kind of won this um, thing that's called um, Le Printemps de Bourges, which is a, a festival in France, and you can play there. And I won this year. So I oh, was like, wow. okay, all the signs are kind of aligned for me to like make music. So let's let's go for like a year or two. And it's been five years and it's doing good. So yes. that's great. So that was what, 2018-ish? Yeah. That's it. Okay. And then, so you put out an EP at that time as well, right? Yeah. And you had yeah. that. I mean, there's, you have a song, I mean, a couple of songs over there with a million plays. Like the fight, was that the first one that really blew up for you? And yeah, kind of. That there moment. was the one like who, um, who made me realize that I was, that it was okay that I was making music, but in the right way because people started to like it and started to send me messages about it and i was like okay so maybe this speaks to people so i'm gonna i'm gonna be able to do some more songs mm -hmm. wow and then so you, you give up i mean you quit as a journalist in 2018 you're pursuing music and so when the pandemic happens in 2020 uh, were you thinking like, uh oh, did I make a bad decision? Like when that all happens, like how how did uh, obviously everyone was stuck inside, but like did that? I'm, I guess my question would be like, how did you see your music career at that point? Like was it like, uh oh, you know, uh, this, like yeah, everything shut down? Like how do how does this continue? Yeah, it was kind of really frustrating because it was we were. Uh, I was on tour, so I was supposed to do The Great Escape and Reaper Band and everything. Oh, wow. It kind of stopped, but um, it was also the, the right moment, the exact moment I signed with Colombia in France. So mm -hmm. I was, yeah, tour and everything that's real is stopping, but people show me their trust in another way. So, and he, he lends me, I don't know if you, if I can say it that way, but he, he gave me some time to write my album and everything. So it was, yeah, it was a middle thing that I was, it was a stop, but it but allows me to make some stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So you got signed to Columbia and you probably got some, yeah, you, that gave you the opportunity yeah. To spend that time to write a record, your album. Yeah. yeah oh, wow. It. What was, I mean, signing to a major label, that must have been obviously a big, big moment for you. Tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, that was a big moment, but I was like right here. And I made a picture with some dead flowers because I didn't buy some flowers. <laughs> and I was with uh, my ex who was living with me at this time. And we were like, yeah, let's celebrate. But we didn't have like anything to celebrate. And he was like, yeah, that's like the main thing of my life, the biggest goal of my life right now. And I'm not celebrating, but it was it was nice. It was nice because I it kind of brought some 
good things at this time. So it was, yeah. Yeah, was, you were able to be creative during that time period? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a good stop because I didn't have the time to like think and settle down and and it was like kind of a forced way to make this and it was another way also to think about the live music and when we all had the right to like leave a house and everything it was an, an energy that I've never felt because I went straight to the festivals the 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 year after and people were so in uh in need to to sing and to make parties and everything it was like a great energy to like um get the time that we lost kind of yeah everybody came back and they were like okay yeah yeah, there's something about you know you everyone was stuck inside and it's like oh wow we can actually see people again like this is what we were missing like yeah. You know, I was saying to people like bands and stuff at the beginning of the year was or when everyone kind of went back, it's like now everyone knows what could be lost, right? I mean, if yeah. uh if Silly Boy Blue is coming through your town and you haven't seen on a play before, you should probably go do it because maybe, you know, yeah, you know, there's an opportunity that the world could close down for two more years. You know yeah, what I mean? That's it. Like that's it's crazy. It. And even for for us on stage, it's like maybe this is gonna be the last gig. We don't know. We we will right. never know. Now that we know what's like to be inside for like three months, it's like you you really know what you're doing right now, and maybe you're gonna miss it in like two months or something. Yeah, you know so, it. It could all be taken away. Yeah, you know it's crazy yeah. to think like that. Yeah, that's I mean, a weird wow. way to think, but it's kind of. But it's like, true. I mean, it we've seen is. it. We saw it happen. I mean, it's yeah. like it's, if you would have said something five years ago to you, you would have been like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah, we're all gonna yeah. be. You're gonna no live music. Nothing's gonna be happening. Oh yeah, yeah. sure. For three but, months, no way. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Wild. So during that time period, um, during like the lockup and all that stuff, is that when you wrote broke up songs? Is that yeah. that that first album? Yeah, that was like the end of uh, of this album because we started to like make some session sessions in studio and everything. Mm-hmm. But it was like the moment we we ended it. We we sent each other with my producer at the time. We sent each other demos and everything. And the the first week of the the end of the lockdown, we went to a studio and we made the whole album in like one week. Because oh we my had gosh. Like, so, so uh, first of all, we were like so eager to do things that we kind of didn't sleep. Like we were always up and let's make this and everything because we had three months to sleep. So we were like <laughs> yeah. really You're happy to very see rested. each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, we made it in a, a week because we sent so many emails and so many words um so many lyrics and sounds and everything that we exactly knew what we were gonna do so we made this in a week and that's how we ended it wow that's, yeah that's that was quick. fast yeah yeah wow wow <laughs> that was and fast you- but that was uh the great way to do a first album i think because i i i didn't want to like overthink things after this really weird time so mm-hmm. yeah 
And then you just put out an album this year. Another one. Yeah. Talking. Yeah. Yeah. Love. Tell me about this album. Like, when did you start writing it? Uh, um, I ended the tour last year. I think it was um, in like February or March. And then I, I had like some free time. So I was like, great, I'm going to have some free time. And then a friend of mine, um, a friend of a friend of mine said that she was leaving her flat in London. So she was like exchanging flats. And I was like, okay, let's, let's switch, take my flight for a month. And then I went to London and I kind of, oh, wow. Oh, you did like a yeah. swap. That's cool. Yeah. And I, at, the, at this time it was in like June. I didn't know why I was going there because I was kind of sad that tour was ending and everything, but I didn't know. And then I went to London with just my guitar and my keyboards. And the, the moment I went to her place that was empty just for me and she went to my place, the moment I arrived, I was like, oh, that's why I, I knew why my brain put me here because I really love this city, but I have so many memories. And I was like, okay, that's, that's where I'm going to write my album. And so I just made music for a month by myself. And then I came home and I started working with my producer, Paco, uh, Paco Del Rosso, which is a, a French producer. And we, we made the album through the whole summer. Wow. Okay. So you yeah. pretty much wrote it when you were in London for that month. Yeah. That was kind of weird because I was really alone and I, it was, I knew that it was the right thing to do because I needed to like face my brain and face my memories and everything. But it was really hard because at the, the end of the first week, I was like, okay, I didn't speak to any human like here and I kind of isolate, isolated really strongly but mm -hmm. it was nice it was the way to write i think yeah so obviously i was going to ask if you approach this album differently than the previous one but yeah it definitely did in that way yeah that, you know you kind of isolated yourself and wrote the whole thing yeah it was it was really an isolation thing and uh also it's it's uh about love like the first one but the first one is really about the you know, the anger and the when you're lost and when you don't get and when you I don't know how to say it in English, actually, but when you uh, you're the victim of things. Yeah. And yeah. This, this new album is like uh, I'm, I'm telling about falling in love and and feeling wanted and everything that makes you the main character of your life, which I wasn't at all in the first place because in the first album I was like the victim and the second one and everything and this time it's like okay so I'm gonna take back the the power of mm -hmm. like myself and everything so it's more I think more happy sometimes and sometimes sadder but it's feelings that I've been choosing this time not I don't know in French we say subir when you uh I'm I'm gonna check because I really need this word. Oh and sure. No, I'm trying to think. Yeah, so it yeah, you you can translate. It's it undergo. Oh yeah, when you okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, uh, when you're undergoing uh, something, like you, yeah. you yeah, okay. You so don't you were, to feel you this. Were, 
yeah, you you don't choose to feel like the victim anymore. Now you're gonna yeah. you're you're choosing to to yeah. Yeah. So okay, it's a great I, I, way to write an album because it's you kind of don't hate yourself at the end, which I wasn't sure about. Like on the first album, I was like, mm, I don't know if I if I like myself a bit more than before. But with the <laughs> second album, I'm like, okay, that's gonna be okay now. Yeah, interesting. So yeah, it's a totally different concept or a yeah. thought process almost yeah. like yeah how it's all going to kind of uh unfold yeah. did you notice when that started to when you started to kind of see that like or did you go into writing the album knowing i'm gonna write this from a different perspective than the first one mm, it was kind of at the end because uh, i was just writing my songs and then when we kind of you know when you just put the ending word of a song with the producer and you're like oh i want to listen to it again because i think we've made some great things here and this ending was exactly what i was thinking and everything and he was like okay so you like this you like the songs and you and you're not afraid to listen to it and they're not like vivid memories that struggles you and everything so it was kind of a, at the end that i realized that i was really liking this album and when it was released two weeks ago for the first album, I was like, I don't want to see it. He's, <laughs> he's yours. He's not mine anymore. Take it. Yeah. And this one, I'm like, okay, I just can't wait to sing it live. And I just can't wait to hear it in the radio and everything. So yeah, it's, it's a better way to release music. I think. Yeah. That's amazing. So you, um, do you have a tour or anything coming up to support the album? Yeah, there is a tour starting Saturday now. Wow. So that's going to be nice. And we're making some tour dates in France and in Belgium and in Switzerland. And that's for the 2023. Mm -hmm. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah. Very, very exciting. Can't wait. Well, I appreciate your time today, Anna. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. It was really nice. Thank you so much. Yeah, I have one more question for you. I want to know yeah. if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Oh, yeah. Um, do the things that you really want to do. Don't do things because people tell you to do it. Because I've done this. And I, I would not be like uh, saying this just like that but i've done this i've done some songs i've done some some live shows and everything that was not what i wanted to do and i don't regret but i don't feel good about it so do whatever you think it's good for you and it's going to be a great thing to say to other people 